We should be starting in a minute here. Amazing. That's what you mean? Yeah. Oh, amazing. Good morning. Welcome to the church. I am Jesse Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can get involved by going to our YouTube chat line, and I can respond to your questions or comments. Good morning, everybody. Hi, y'all. Amazing. Did y'all see Daniel hosting, guest hosting the show this week? Yes. How was it? I mean, not Daniel, but Nick. They all look the same. <laughs> Did y'all see Nick? Yes. How do you do? Amazing. Oh, yeah? He needs a show. What? He needs a show. How come? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> he even would have got a haircut. <laughs> At first, he looked like a anchor baby with no haircut. And then he went, so thank you, Nick. I thought he did a, I didn't see the whole thing, but I thought he did a pretty good job. I was surprised. He's, well, not surprised. The what? I don't know what I was saying. What? I don't know what I was saying. Were you nervous? No. No? Really, no. Oh, good, man. Let him have the mic there. Let him have the mic. Uh, oddly enough, no. I mean, once I got closer, maybe a little bit of nerves, but once I sat on the chair, kind of went away. I was surprised how well he handled my enemies. Yeah. They were all calling him. Why Jesse did this? They should be asking me. <laughs> and they calling him and asking him. But anyway, um, how many Christians, we? how many first-timers do we have here? Oh, okay. Oh, nice. Let me see again. Oh, great. How many Christians we have? Oh, good. Uh, nice. And the reason I ask, ask that because I've been hearing several people say that they are not a Christian. They are a, they are spiritual, right, Nick? Spiritual? And yes, why don't you say that you're a Christian? And they say, well, Christians have a bad meaning behind it now. Something like that. They don't want to be known as a Christian. Or they say that they are spiritual. And so I ask, well, what does that mean that you're spiritual? And they have no idea what that means. But, but that's what the world call it now, spiritual. And so the Christians are jumping on board with the world. The, the Christians have become one with the world. So that's why we got to bring Christianity back. Not the other reason, but we got to bring it back because the world has taken over everything. 
They really have. The children of Satan. So we got to bring Christianity back. And it's an honor to be a Christian. It's a blessing. Nothing to be ashamed of. And I don't care who is doing what. It has nothing to do with you being a Christian. All right. Uh, let me see the first time it's again. Oh, what's your name? Cameron. Cameron. And how did you find us? My mom found you on YouTube, and uh, I've been listening to you for two years, and I listen to your podcast like every day. Right on. Any questions or comments about anything? Yes. Okay. That's what this, this is a fellowship. Agree or disagree all this well. Go ahead. Okay. Um, so I am, I'm just going personally, I'm waiting till marriage. So I was thinking of at saying this, my question is, do you tell people on the first date or does, is that crazy? Because, you know, guys get like turned off by that. They're like, oh no. Or is that just saving both your time? You say you're waiting until marriage? Yes. Oh, you mean before? Mm-hmm. And oh, people are like, okay. oh, wait till he falls in love with you and then tell him. Or just like, tell him on the first day. <laughs> tell him on the first day. <laughs> no, you don't need to tell him at all. It's just when they try to say no. Gotcha. You know what I mean? And that way, because the moment you say that you're not, it becomes a temptation for them to try harder. Just say no when they ask. Just say, we're not married. You know what I mean? Keep it simple. It's like when a girl tells a guy, no, no. He just tries harder because he knows she really means yes, yes. But just say no. And that's good. You're waiting until marriage, especially today. And that, and uh, let God add a husband unto you. Don't look for one. Don't order one off the line. I was thinking of uh, YouTube. Have you ever ordered a boyfriend from YouTube? No. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking this morning, maybe I'll start a new service, online dating thing, where you could order a man or a woman online, and then I have them shipped to you. (laughs) I bet you someone is thinking of doing that. They ship everything else to you. (laughs) But no, just, just say no, that's all. You're welcome. Anything else? Not at the top of my head, no. Oh, okay. Well, welcome. Uh, First time. Any questions or comments? No questions. Uh, Comments? I mean, I guess I'm one of those spiritual people. I'm not a Christian. You're not a Christian? No, sir. You're spiritual? Yes, sir. Okay. And what does that mean to be spiritual? I mean, so, like, I I don't really have any religion. I guess I could say I'm like a Buddhist, if anything, in like the philosophical sense. So I do agree with basically everything you had to say. Right. But like I don't identify as a Christian. I I agree with it all in a in a philosophical kind of spiritual way, if that makes sense. No. No. (laughs) It makes sense. I'm black and slow. So Uh, what does that mean exactly? It means like a lot of the things you say about returning to the father, all these type of concepts I agree with. I just don't believe in Christianity as a religion. What the? <laughs> he must be late. Uh, um, and why don't you identify with Christianity? Because what I talk about is Christianity. Returning to the Father, you know, love and all that. Why not Christianity? I mean, that's a good question. I, mean, I guess because I was raised atheist and raised to really follow science and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it's hard for me to buy into the 
you know, Christian ideology of a, of a God, you know. I believe in God. I believe in, like, the universe is God. I don't believe in a, you know, Judeo-Christian type of God. You believe that the universe is God? Yes, sir. What does that mean? How, you, how do you believe the universe is God? <laughs> I mean, all of reality is, is, like, is God in itself, right? If, if we're searching for what created us and what birth, everything, I mean, the universe in itself, in its wholeness, is, is, is God. So you were created by the universe? Yes, sir. And how were you created by the universe? Uh, it's a very long process. <laughs> First the Big Bang, and then evolution, and then my parents, and then what? I came about. Uh, and so, <laughs> so there was a Big Bang, and your parents came about. Uh, millions of years later, yes. Yes, sir. So there was a Big Bang, and human being came about. Millions of years From later. a bang? Like yes, a sir. bomb? Yes, sir. You know how they have a big bomb go... How did a human being come from that? Uh, through evolution. So they came from the rocks uh, of the Big Bang? <laughs> we, <laughs> we, 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 did they come from the smoke or the fire or the well, noise? originally of, from single-cell organisms and then eventually a uh, retarded monkey fish frog that, you know, crawled out of the ocean and, and made humans. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you say that your parents raised you atheists? Yes, sir. Uh, well, we got to lay hands on you. Well, <laughs> my grandma's a good Christian lady, so she's oh. trying to bring me to, uh, you know, the light, I suppose. But Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> All that stuff you said makes sense. Have you ever seen that happen since you've been on Earth? No. Why haven't you seen it, if that's the way? Because, well, I mean, we do see evolution kind of in a day-to-day type thing. But, I mean, these course of evolution to get to where we are was, you know, over the course of millions of years. So, obviously... We weren't around to see that. If you could be a person and watch somehow through TV, you'd see it unfold. But, I mean, we do see evolution take place naturally, even, you know, still today. You've seen evolution today? Yes, sir. You've seen a monkey turn into a human being? <laughs> Not that extreme, but we see this, this smaller phase of evolution, uh, natural selection taking place. Like, like what? Uh, what's a good example? So, you know, just like in an environment where if, the landscape changes, the animals that are going to survive are going to be the ones that camouflage better to the environment. So that type of thing, you know, we can still see even today, where the environment changes, the species that are going to survive are the ones that are best suited to the environment, and those are microevolutions, which Amazing. go into macroevolution. And you believe that? <laughs> yes, sir. Absolutely. I have some land in China for sale. Uh-huh. Uh, what a... <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask this, then I'll move on. Um, do you have a soul? Yes, sir. And where did your soul come from? That's a good question, I suppose. I mean, again, from God, from the universe, inherently. I mean, the whole question of a soul is interesting, right? About, like, the soul is who we are, who we identify as. Right. And then there's that interesting concept of, like, if you have traumatic brain injury, uh, you're not, like, the same person anymore, necessarily, right? So I guess the soul's still there. But you're not the same person anymore. So, I don't know, the whole concept of a soul, I do believe in it from, like, again, a spiritual type of way. But, um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know where it comes from. It's amazing what people believe. Let me add, do you believe <laughs> Bruce Jenner is a woman? Oh, no. No. He's, Why he's not? a dude. He evolved. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he, he's a dude. He's, he's a guy. 
Are you sure? I'm positive. But he evolved. Yeah, but he's um, genetically a male. He has the XY chromosome. He is a male. Oh, okay. Interesting. All right. Yes, sir. Well, hold on to that. See how far that gets you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're here, though. Thank you, sir. Did you go and forgive your parents? Uh, I have not... I guess, like, actually formally done it, like, you know, sit down and say, I forgive you for all the stuff that happened. Right. Um, but, you know, in my heart, I definitely have, absolutely. And why have you gone to them? It's a good question. Mm-hmm. Just haven't, uh, I don't know, haven't thought about specifically doing it that way. I mean, I guess in my heart, I've definitely forgiven them, but I haven't actually gone to them yet. I don't know, know why. Does the universe say do it in your heart or go and forgive? And I will forgive you. Well, you say go and forgive, and I do, you know, I do definitely see the merits in that. And why haven't you done it? That's a very good question. I haven't thought about it, really. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Easy way out. <laughs> okay. Any question for me? Not right now. Okay. All right. This is your first time here? Yes. Uh, what's your name? Jane. Jane? Jane. Thank you for coming. How did you hear about us? I'm sorry? How did you find about us? How did you find out about it? My grandson. Oh, good. Any questions for me? I don't think so. Uh, well, welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. And this is your first answer? Okay. How did you find us? Uh, seeing you around online and from my friend. Oh, yeah, okay. He dragged us here. So. Welcome. What's your name? Chris. Any questions, Chris, or disagreements, um, or anything I need to clear up? Not really any questions. I have a comment. I really love what you have to say about, uh, I'm at a lot of loss for words. Uh, oof. Lost it. Anyway. You smoke pot? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's happened before. It's happened. <laughs> yeah. I like what you say about uh, having good relations with your parents. Yeah. And, and do you? Now I do. Oh, no, you but went I to them? I, and, yeah, you know, I had a lot of resentment, and that was the word I was looking for. Right. And, uh, you know, people kind of carry that out the back like an anchor yeah. in life. And it really drags them down. And I really like how you've been a champion for people coming to terms with their resentment. Yeah. So did you go to your parents? I've spoken to both of them, yeah. There was some time when I didn't talk to them. And then recently I've come to much better terms with them. And, and you went was, and forgave them? Yeah, it kind of started with me. Big time, yeah. Right. Did you go and forgive them? Yes. You went to them? Yes, and I hope they forgive me too. Did you go to them? I did, yes. Oh, okay. And why do you hope that they forgive you? Well, because we all make mistakes. And, you know, even, you know, in life, you're never perfect. So they, if, it's, if you harbor resentment, there's a good chance that the other person on the other end harbors a resentment too. Right. And so you hope that they forgive you because you're not perfect? When you went to them, what did they say? Um, Well, this is multiple moments, but, you know, at first, you know, when you come back to seeing somebody after you haven't seen them in a while, they're like, well, they're not sure about you and they don't know, well, does this person have the best intentions? Does he care about me? And then later, you know, once you've proven yourself over and over again that you have their best intentions at heart and you care about them, they start to forgive you anyway. And they don't even need to say it. You smoke pot? <laughs> <laughs> it's happened. <laughs> what? 
It's happened. It's happened. What? It's happened. I inhaled. <laughs> because what you just said made no sense. That's not how it works. You forgive them. You don't have to work on it. You just realize you're wrong for resenting them. Yeah. Uh, because when you resent them, you're playing God. And as long as you play God, you're going to be in darkness. You won't see your way clear. You won't have peace. And so when you realize you're wrong for resenting them, you go and forgive them. But you don't have to uh, wait for them to do anything. You'll be able to go and live your life after that. I like that. That makes sense? Yeah, that does make sense. Yeah. So I recommend you think about that and do it that way. And don't, you know, you don't have to tip up on them or buy them or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Um, how long have you been smoking pot? Oh, since I was a child. And how old are you now? Uh, 29 almost. And you're still smoking it? Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and so as a child, when you say since I was a child, how, how old were you when you started? I think the first time was like 11 years old. Really? Yeah. And but why didn't you need pot at 11? Well, when you're 11 years old, you're kind of just doing what the other kids are doing. So if they're older than you, and you just, you know, you go along with it. And, you know, sometimes one thing leads to another, and it becomes a lifestyle choice. And do you want to stop, or are you okay with it? I'd rather quit smoking cigarettes. Than pot? Yeah. So you smoke cigarette and pot? Yes. At the same time? <laughs> 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 guilty. <laughs> Did he say guilty? Whoa. Like this or like this? <laughs> it's happened. <laughs> How do you do that? How do you do that? Well, there, there's many ways to do it. I don't know if we want to talk about it here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. That's amazing. Yeah. That's a long time to be smoking pot. At there were long the, breaks. I'm there, sorry? There were long breaks in there. It wasn't like an everyday thing. Oh, for, I got you. You know, that's coming on 20 years. So, you know. Amazing. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're here, man. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So what? I said thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Is this your first time? I guess this is, this is my first time as well, yes. I'm what? his twin brother, Michael. Oh, you are. No yes. wonder you look like him. Yeah, actually, I, thought maybe I have a little bump odor. on this ear, and he has it on the other ear, so we were still, like, hanging on to each other in the womb. <laughs> we're still, like, barely connected. Really? Yeah. And so did you know he smoked, he's been smoking well, I, pot? I, oh, we're in the same boat. We're twins. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been smoking since 11 as well? Basically, yeah. Really? Yeah. Same thing. Same thing. Same people. You know, it, it, when you're twins, you do a lot of things together. You know, I know I've noticed a lot with female twins that they have to have their own identity yeah. more. So they kind of do their own thing and separate more often. But guys, we don't really care. So we can, we're can secure in ourselves and we can just hang out every day. So <laughs> we do, we've done a lot of mischief together, for sure. And do you feel his pain when he's like sad and lonely and all that? Uh, you know, it it depends. There's been wild twin moments for sure. I I don't really want to get into the, in detail on every single one of them, but right. yeah, I would say yes. Uh, have, do you guys fight sometimes? Definitely. We argued right before we came here. 
<laughs> so if you were to stop smoking pot, will he automatically stop? No, that is not the case. No. It's not, huh? No. Oh, amazing. I'm glad you guys are here. Any questions about anything? No, I'm just here to watch and observe and learn. Right on. Well, welcome, all right? Thank you. You guys look just alike. here. That's weird. <laughs> Let me ask, when a girl say that you don't love me as much as I love you, what does she mean? It, it, that depends on the person. There's, a, there's many reasons why somebody would say that. And it depends on the person and why the other person, because everybody has different needs and wants. So one person could be saying that because this need isn't being met or this want isn't being met, and another person could be saying it for an entirely different reason on the other end of the spectrum. Have a girl ever told you that? Yes. <laughs> she said, you don't love me as much as I love you? Yes. And what does she mean? Oh, uh, that, that was a manipulation tactic. In yeah. that particular case, and so it didn't work on you. I, you know, it didn't didn't necessarily. I on I always make the decision, even if somebody is trying to do something like that. Regardless, if I'm trying to help somebody and they're trying to manipulate me or whatever, I know what they're trying to do. I still made the decision to help you, regardless of somebody's actions. Oh, okay, and um. When you're dated, do you make him go somewhere and sit down? Do you make him get out of your life? <laughs> not, not really. I mean, we, not really. No, we, we've always had to share our whole lives, so it's not really like you had to share. Yeah, like you, you, you stuck it. You, <laughs> yeah, that's happened. You shared a date. Yeah, that's happened. What the? Well, you, I better hold this until the men's meeting. <laughs> Pass the mic. <laughs> this is getting pretty deep. Um, this, this is not your first time, right? Okay. Right here, this young lady here. Hi, good morning, Jesse. Good morning. What's your name? Gabriela. 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 How did you find us? Well, you married us. With, I found you through oh, Caesar. <laughs> you look different. I, I, I cut my hair. Right on. <laughs> so this is your first time at a Sunday meeting? It is my first time, yeah, physically here, but, you know, we listen at home. And you look like you're happily married. I, I'm, I love being married. I am very, very happily married. Nice. Yeah. Um, well, welcome. Thank you. Is, any questions about anything or disagreements? None. Yeah. None at all. And what is it like to go from hate to love for your husband? Oh, it's amazing. It, Amazing. it brings me so much joy. It, it brings me this, this smile. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Well, you look amazing. Thanks Thank for coming. You. Thank you. All right. Caesar, so you guys are moving, right? Yeah, we're out of here next Saturday. Next Saturday? Where are you moving to? Um, I'll tell you after. I don't want to say over the air. Oh, you don't yeah. want to know? Yeah. Okay. No, I'll tell you after. I just don't want to say it over there. Oh, okay. But we're leaving Saturday, yeah, next week. Well, you're making your wife happy. She's glowing. Yeah, we're super stoked. We're pumped to right get on, out man. of Cali. <laughs> I didn't even recognize her. Anybody else first-timers? Okay. I um, I interviewed a, a preacher lady on the Fallen State. It's a brand-new episode that's going to be coming up soon. And she ended up running off. Before, you know, she got mad and stormed out. 
and she happened to be black. And what she got upset about is my questioning her about being a preacher. I asked her, did God call her to be a preacher? What makes you think that a woman can be a preacher? And she said, according to the scriptures, that uh, you can be one, something like that. And I asked, well, are you married? She said, yes. Well, how did your husband feel about you becoming a preacher? And she said, well, he told me, you're the best preacher around, something like that. You're going to be my preacher. So your husband told you, you're going to be his preacher. What a weak man, right? And so I asked her, do you obey your husband? And she gave some type of crazy answer about obeying. It didn't measure up. And, and I tried to explain to her that women are not supposed to be preachers. Because in order for a woman to be a preacher, she has to be over a man. And a woman is never supposed to be over a man, and especially if she's married. And she tried to explain to me, well, the Bible said this and the Bible said that. And so I explained to her, just read Genesis, and you will see that a woman should never be over a man. And what I realized from her and other preachers, they have changed the wordings in the Bible to fit the need of the woman. It's not what the Bible says anymore, even for those who are into the Bible. It's that order. I, and I asked her, do you know about the order of God? God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman, and woman over children. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that. <laughs> Something crazy like that. And then she, we kept going at it, and she was like, you've been to, and what did she call me, Ask yeah, antagonistic. But I thought she said antagonistic nigger. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean I'm being antagonistic nigger? <laughs> it was too funny. And my whole thing is, if you love God with all your heart, soul, and might, along with nothing else, it's impossible to have fear. You cannot have fear. And one of the things that has happened in our country today is that the churches have allowed everything that's happening in the world is now happening in the churches. They have this woman right thing going on in the churches. They have the men being weak in the churches. And I'm thinking, how, how will we save the family, how will we save America if the men are weak, if the men are afraid? I never thought that I would live to see the day when men would be so afraid, and especially Christian men. I saw this Bruce Jenner guy announcing that he's going to run for governor or something like that. How many of you going to vote for him? And I'm not, this is not a campaign, but I'm thinking, what has happened to America that a man could dress up in a dress, wear a wig, and be seven feet tall, and say he's a woman, vote for me. And the people are going to go vote. This is not good, folks. This is evil taking over good. And we got we to gotta wake up and, 
and get serious about it, but not freak out about it. You know, keep it light, love God, seek him, because after a while, the Christians will be hiding behind rocks. Because they hate Christians. That's why they want to erase the name of it and everything. And they'll turn the boys into girls and the men are getting beat up by the women and just all kinds of stuff. This is not normal. God did not create men to be this weak. He created you to be strong. And that's why he said, there will come a day when I return the children to the fathers and the fathers to the children. That needs to start happening now. Because even with counseling, there are Christian men and women who are going to secular counselors. Even the churches are recommending people with PhDs and counselor's degree for counseling. That's not normal. This is insane. So we got to get it together, all right? We got to stop being weak. If you, how many people are afraid? You have fear. Oh, you don't want to admit it now, huh? You have fear. And what are you afraid of? Um, basically the worst possible situation. Just, um, I mean, I, I, I think global fascism is... You I think what now? Global fascism. Well, and global you totalitarian that, government. Why are you afraid of that? Uh, because I have very good reason to believe that it's about to happen. And from everything that I know about Nazi Germany and the Soviet Union, um, there's good reason to fear that. And by that happening, I mean... Because I would... Because it wouldn't... Because to not have any say in my own life... Um, well, first of all, I know what that feels like. Um, to not have any say in your life? Yeah. What does that feel like? Uh, to be locked up in a cage for 24 hours a day, um, not good. Oh, you were in jail or something? Yeah. Oh, and you didn't have any freedom at that time? No. I see. And you think that that's coming now in this world, Absolutely. in this country? 100%. And you're afraid of that? I mean, I'd prefer it not to happen. And what are you doing to stop it? <laughs> um, I try to speak out, but, I mean, it's... People are are so far gone. It's cognitive dissonance has taken over, and it's just people aren't even willing to take a look at um, at information that differs from their belief system. You know, they firmly believe in you know, you know, not not to not to pick on the gentleman that was you know speaking about atheism before, but. You know, people believe that these scientific theories are proven, and they're not. They're right. just theories. And I understand the scientific theory is, 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 has been tested more than just a, an, a hypothesis, but it, it, it's not, we're talking about things that, that aren't proven and cannot be proven. And when you have a monopoly over certain areas like, say, medicine, for example. Um, only people that are within the inner circle have any say, and nobody else has any say. And, so, and why do you think it's like this? Because people allowed it to happen well over 100 years ago. The Rockefellers uh, pretty much uh, so, monopolized. But there's always been good and evil. 
what, how did we get to the point where evil is now ruling? Over a very long period of time, um, you know, I, I mean, there's, I think there's, one of the problems is um, the good men that see it don't stand up and don't band together to initiate that change. Um, like, I feel like, you know, I'd like to get, you know, a, a large group of men together and, you know, go to, the, go to the mayor's office, go to the governor's office, and demand to see some actual evidence of why we need to keep carrying on with this friggin' charade. And so why do you think you need a group in order to do that? Because I'm easily discredited. You're easily discredited? What do you mm -hmm. mean? I mean, I'm easily discredited. They can just look at my past and say, oh, well, he, he did this. He was, you know, he's a convicted felon. He's been on, he's had mental health issues. And so if you took a group, they wouldn't do that to you? I think the more people you have, the more power you have. The more people that have, you know, the more people you have that have have some credibility. I mean, look at look at Orange County. They haven't had the nonsense with the lockdowns and closing of things since November. They've been open since November. Do you believe? So you think you need a group of people to start doing that? I think I I have tried as best I can, but it's just, it's very easy to get drowned out when, you know, when when the overwhelming majority is on one side, and when you can't even share, certain, when you can't even share information on, this is so on Facebook, for example, you know, when, you, yeah. when, you're, when you're posting studies and they're just saying, oh, false information, it's like, okay, it's from the British Medical Journal, but it's false information. It's just Do you agree with that? You believe that when he says? No. And so are you taking any action against evil? No. Why not? I don't think I know how. You don't know how to take action against evil? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I think, you know, if, if enough people shine their light, it'll go away eventually. But uh, I guess you've got to find that. So personally, no. No. Amazing. Yeah. Um. How about you? Are you afraid to stand up against evil? Yes, a little bit. And what are you afraid of? Um, I guess the same as like everyone else. Their um, credibility. Like I see, like they they lynch. Like I feel like that's like a lynching. Like you're like you're killing your image, your brand. And I own a business, and I'm in a very liberal profession as well. So if they find out that I am a conservative and a Christian. It's just, it just gets really ugly. <laughs> really? Yes. And that's preventing you from speaking up? Yes. Amazing. I appreciate your honesty. Um, are you afraid to speak up? Right here. No, I'm not afraid. So do, are, you out, are you speaking up or dealing with evil? Um, yeah, it actually goes a... Uh, something you were talking about in church a few weeks ago, I think, uh, when you were asking people if they were afraid to speak up, um, you were saying, I th or, it's not that I don't 
I mean, if someone asks me how I feel about something, I'm going to tell them. But every time I'm around people, I can always hear, like, everything they, it's like half, or not everything, but half the stuff they're saying is just objectively wrong. And I don't know, should I constantly just be correcting people? You should take um, the opportunity when it comes. Don't just be crazy with it. But if you're around someone and they're saying they believe what they believe and you have a different belief, you should take advantage of that if it's the right moment. But what if I've just had these conversations with the same people over and over again? What about what's going on? Yeah. Well, if you can't, you can't make someone believe something, but you have a right to express your opinion about what you believe. Mm. And if, if you're just going around in a circle with them, I wouldn't waste my time with that. Yeah. All right? Are you, so are you, what are you afraid to speak up about? I'm not afraid. It's just um, I feel like I'm just wasting my time. Uh, you can kind of get angry a little bit sometimes, just dealing with it over and over again. Right. Um, yeah. I would say also I have a lot of, on the opposite end of the spectrum, I have a lot of uh, kind of Bible-thumping friends that are very smart, but I hear stuff that they're saying that's, uh, that's not true either. Um, or at least the, to me it doesn't seem true. And I try to correct them, but they're just, they're really high IQ people, and they they have a rebuttal to everything, and so in that sense, I think it's more important for me to wait until I really see um, how to. Why do you think Bible thumping people are smart? These people are objectively very smart. No, they're dumb, <laughs> as James would say. <laughs> they're dumb as a doorknob. That's why they're Bible thumpers. Yeah, because they're dumb. Yeah. I mean, they have a, you could probably test their IQ. It would be like zero. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, um, they're not smart. I promise you that. They just learn words. They know how to repeat them. Never argue with a Bible thumper, though. Yeah, well, they got, uh, they have knowledge, but not wisdom. Right. And you always use your wisdom on them. Don't fight. Knowledge with knowledge. You found, fight knowledge with wisdom. Yeah, because there's, I know they're, they use scripture against me, and I know I can use that against them, but that would require me to go into the Bible specifically just to look for things to rebuke them on. Which Never goes, do that. Yeah. That's a waste of time. Yeah. Really, it's a waste of time. You have the word within you. Use that word from within. Yeah. And don't argue with them. Don't try to prove anything. You cannot prove anything to a Bible thumper. Oh, I know. Yeah. Just get him the finger and walk away. <laughs> All right? Yeah, it was a, I went to a, it was a, have you heard of this preacher named Paul Washer? No. He's a pretty famous preacher. I, I was really liking what he was saying, but then it got to a point where he started, um, he was talking about, the only way to really be a man is to be in the Word. You have to constantly be in the Word. And if your wife is in the Word more than you are, then she's not married to a man. That's a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have been scared to deal with him, too. He's crazy. <laughs> Let me ask a young man behind you. Are you afraid to speak up? 
In and around my circle, I do speak up. And but outside of your circle, do you speak up? Not really. I'm just too busy working and you know family matters, so I just stay within my circle. Oh, okay. Amazing. How about you, young lady? Are you afraid to speak up? Um, no. I mean, I've done it enough times, um, and it's just in different situations. But going back to wisdom, it's it's you know really being able to discern those opportunities and those moments when you should speak up. It's you know it's just kind of picking certain battles, um, just knowing when it's appropriate, um, being mindful of those opportunities. When, when you hear guys say something. that they're afraid to speak up, what do you think about that? When I hear guys say that, um, I don't really think anything of it, to you be honest. You that they're weak? <laughs> um, I think they're just being honest probably with, you know, things that they feel comfortable or uncomfortable approaching I, or dealing with. I know a lot of times people have... Um, challenges with conflict and you know worried that it could escalate to something physical as opposed to it just being more of a verbal um mental sparring as opposed to you know so i think oh so you think that guys who say that hey i'm afraid to speak up they are mentally challenged you say no i did not say that (laughs) they were mentally challenged i didn't say anything of the sort it was i think it's just more of there could be, you know, wanting to avoid physical altercation. So it could just be, you know, having an argument and then, you know, not wanting it to escalate. But I don't know. I can't speak for the men. I'd rather them. <laughs> but, I mean, I I don't have any negative opinion because they say they are, are afraid to speak up. Would you up. marry a guy if you already know he's afraid to speak up? No. <laughs> see, you, you see him as weak, right? <laughs> Well, I think because I know how I am, and I wouldn't want to be with somebody that I could um, outsmart, I guess. Outsmart. When a woman says, you don't love me as much as I love you, what does she mean? I I think it's probably just gibberish and manipulation to be a... Oh, Y'all hear that, right, guys? Because I heard a woman say that, you don't love me as much as I love you. And I'm like, what does that mean? How do you know how much I love you? And how, how do you know how much you love me? You know what I mean? And how do you weigh that? Yeah. And I think the genders, they express it differently, though. So what? The genders express it differently. That's what So you can't, you can't put a measure. And then the guys, when the woman say that, they go and try to love the woman as much as she love him, and she destroy him. Yeah. Really destroy him. Justin, are you afraid to speak up? I think I speak up too much. I'm going to get in a fight one of these days. That's why I should wear a gum guard when we go to the gym. Yeah. This is the best trainer on this side of heaven. If y'all want to get your body in order, see Justin. If you guys want to look better naked. He know all the muscles. He know everything. (laughs) So what? I said if you guys want to look better naked, give me a call. (laughs) (laughs) All right, you can take the mic. (laughs) What do you think think of people that are afraid to speak up? Betas. 
I think some people are just not con- uh, confrontational. Oh, okay. I think I'm, I like controversy and I like to be confrontational, which is probably not a good thing. But uh, I think it's just different people. You know, I think uh, alpha personalities like confrontation. Yeah. And, uh, the one thing I want you to know is that until you love confrontation, you're not going to make it. You're not. Because you're going to always have to deal with that in one form or another. In relationships, friendships, workshops, you got to be willing to face whatever comes. And if you have any fear about it, you're not going to make it. It's going to wear you down. And that's what the world is doing to the Christians right now. They, they confront you and they put fear in you. And they say, I'm going to take you, your stuff, or I'm going to destroy your reputation like what so many people are saying. I love confrontation. <laughs> and I've always been that way. Even in my, before I returned to the Father, when I was a kid, I would speak up. Even though inside, back then, I was a little scared, but I would speak up anyway. And I remember my aunt telling me once, boy, your mouth's going to get you in trouble. Because I told her that she was wrong about something. I was a little kid. I'm like, no, that's not right. (laughs) (laughs) And um, when I started Bond, we had rallies all over the place. We used to hold these rallies. We would go to uh, city council meetings and, and just act out. Really. What? No fear at all. And there were some Christians that would be at these uh, meetings, and they were all nice about it, real nice. And, and the people on the board just eat them up, chew them up, and spit them out. They don't even care. But if you get up there and you're not afraid to really express yourself and, and say what you need to say, they will listen because they know that you're not, you don't have fear. You're not playing around. I remember once I went to a, it's like a city council meeting or something. They were doing something stupid. And so I went there and I just let it all out. And they start, turn this mic off. Get him out of here. And I knew they were going to throw me out, right? And so I said everything I needed to say. And I saw the cops coming to take me out. And so I just let myself fall out in the floor. <laughs> and and so the cops were like dragging me out. I was yelling at them, and I had that on my shirt. You you are weak, and all kind of stuff. And that hit the headlines like crazy, right? And it started waking up other people. But if you're nice and quiet, I'm not telling you to go out and be crazy, right? But if you're nice and quiet, you're not going to make it. You're really not going to make it. If you care about Money, if you care about people, places, or things, if you care about your reputation, you're not going to make it. Because the enemy will use whatever's important to you, the enemy will use it to destroy you. Because they know you're not going to say anything if you worry about what people say about you. I can care less what anyone thinks or say about me. Really. That's the last thing I care about. Because... We all have sinned. We were born in sin. So everybody got a little something, you know, that they had to do. And so what? You know what I mean? 
and there are two sides to every story. And if if you have fear, what you're really saying that God is not with you. God is not with you. And it doesn't take but one person to stand if God is with you. He doesn't need an army. He needs one. One person to love him with all their heart, soul, and might. And if that one person stand up, you have a whole army with you because God is with you. And help will come from somewhere. Don't worry about it. Really. He's with you. And it starts with you and it starts right there. You don't need an army of people. He will help you. So if you have fear, you're saying God is not with you. You got to overcome this anger so that you can deal. There's not one person on earth that I'm afraid to deal with. Not one. Yes, ma'am. Can I share a verse with like, what you said? Yes. Um, this is from First John two fifteen. It says, do not love this world nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father. Yeah. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. Yep. And what happens is, once you overcome the anger, then God will cause you not to let anything or anyone be that important to you. You'll be in it, but not of it. It, it wouldn't matter what, if you lose everything for what is right. And the interesting thing about it, he's going to take care of you. You're not going to be hungry. They can take it all away from you. You're still not going to be hungry. He'll take care of you because he takes care of his own. He really does. But you've got to overcome the anger. And he will cause you to be in the world but not of it. It really does happen. But you can't make yourself be in the world and not of it. If he doesn't make it happen, you're in the world. And the world is important to you. But you got to seek him. Stay with the silent prayer so you can stay present. Last week we talked about the greatest sin is to forget. When you don't do the prayer because a lot of people are not doing it, they forget. You forget about God. And once you forget, Satan is your daddy. So you got to stay with the silent prayer. All right? Stay with it no matter what. And he will change you. He will literally change you. He will make you his son, his daughter. His way is different. Any questions about that? Yes, ma'am. Y'all need to relax and start standing up before it's too late. They're coming for you. Yes. So um, this morning I had some issues doing the silent prayer. Cause I so what now? Doing the silent prayer. Right. Because um, I was, I'm having a photo shoot actually, like, in 30 minutes, and you I've been what? a photo shoot. I'm a photographer. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, and I've been um, kind of like nervous about it, uh, about doing this because it's like a client that I really want to impress, and I don't know, and just uh, just be nervous. And today, um, yesterday I slept late, and then today in the morning I was trying to do the prayer, prayer, but I kept thinking of all the things that I need to do before everything, right? And I was like, right. okay, just kept thinking, and I was trying to chill. I was trying to relax. I couldn't relax. I was like, okay, I'm just going to do the things that I need to do. And then once I did all of it, like had everything organized, I did it again and it was better. But I don't know what that, that what does that says or what does that mean? Like it, 
Should that, I push, keep pushing through when I'm doing it? It or? means that the job is more important to you than what is right. Because the one thing I notice about life, when you love what is right, that is always first. And whatever you do in life, you're going to do your best at it. And it's going to work out. But you're making it too important, more important than what it's worth. And that's why Satan is using that against you. Was it good that I did it again? Or in those moments, should I just keep pushing through? Like You, you push through by relaxing and realizing you're fighting with the thought, with spirits. And you can't fight against spirits. Just relax and let it go. Relax. That's all you do. Yeah. You don't have to try to push through it. Just let yourself go through what you got to go through. Okay. Yeah. All right? Yeah, don't let anything be that important or anyone. Um, any other questions about it? Yes, sir. Then I got to get to the biblical question. So what, do you, what exactly do you mean by we have to start standing up? Because, again, as I said before, I, I don't have a problem with speaking oh, okay. out and speaking yeah. the truth. Just nobody cares. Nobody cares. And they just they think, do care. oh, it's just a conspiracy. It's just nonsense. It's just... You no. Know, when you go to a city council meeting or something like that, you go down and you, when they call your name up, you go and you speak the truth about the situation. And don't worry about the outcome. God would take care of the outcome. Don't worry about your reputation. Don't worry about what they're going to say. Those people don't care anyway. Look how messed up their life. They are kind of messed up life. And so don't worry about the outcome that God guides you. But go there. You can go to a city council meeting by yourself and sign up and speak up when it's time. If you disagree with an issue, you can do that. Mm. And don't let Satan tell you, well, they're going to put your business out there. They got to say these people like drag queens and everything. Yeah, no, it's it's not yeah. so much that. It's just it's it's <laughs> when I've seen other people have spoken out about the same things, yeah. and it's just has been all has been all dismissed, or it just gets shut well, down. Gets don't let that down stop you, YouTube either. and whatnot. And it's yeah. just like, well, you be you. Don't let that stop. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't look at the. I wouldn't look at that. All that. I'll just let God guide me, and He'll take care of you. Because you don't know why those folks are having such a hard time, you know. They may be doing it out of an ego reason. You don't know what your deal is. You got to be you and don't compare yourself to others. Okay. You know, don't say that, oh, they knocked them out with a rock. They're probably going to knock me out too. You don't know that. All right? Just live in the present. But we got to start doing something. I agree. And especially the men. Especially the men. Yeah. All right? Yes, sir. So that, I guess that's what I'm missing with, like, the public forum. Like, what do you recommend to get out there? Because, uh, you know, I'll do it on a case-by-case basis. You lose friends, family, kind of turn their back on you. But You, you say you lose them? Yeah, which you is good. You never had them. Exactly. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. But what I don't see is the public forum. Like, where can you get involved? You can go online and find them. Yeah. They're always holding meetings about different things. True. With the city council, school board. The uh, congressmen and women, yeah. they always have stuff going on. And you go online and find out where is it, will it be held and what time you speak and go down there and sign up gotcha. and wait and speak. And the audience is going to yell at you and call your names. Just fan them all yeah. and keep speaking. Yeah, because I'm not afraid to speak up, and I do within the circles, but yeah. I, I don't see the public part of it. Yeah, they it have public forums all the time. Because I, I, do, I do agree, you really can't convince any, anybody, can't right. teach them anything. 
they they cannot handle one person disagreeing. Yeah. Just know that. And so by you, one person disagreeing, you're making a loud noise, they want to shut you down. That's why you got to make the noise. Because if you're afraid, nobody's making a noise, you just have one side. Yeah. But look online, they have a list of how you find these things happening. I got you. All right. Get involved. Yes. Got you. Cool. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes, sir. And then I want to ask the biblical question. It's a spiritual battle, really. Everything we do is spiritual. Everything. And so you're either listening to Satan or you're listening to God. You have to make your mind up. But there's no other choice. Or you listen to the Big Bang. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, I guess I just wanted to give an example of what you can do in a public. So I just went through a year. I'm a collegiate athlete. So I just went through a year of playing with all the COVID regulations and all everything being weird. Um, and so at the end of each match, usually I play volleyball. So usually you all go and handshake the opposing team and you say good game and all that stuff face to face. And so the whole year they really didn't want us to do that, go face to face and, and go handshake. So every single match, uh, I made it a point to go to the net and try and give people handshakes. Yeah. And so there was even a ref who, you know, got kind of upset and was like, what's going on here? What are you doing? And I said, I turned to her and I looked at her and I said, you know, we're all healthy, young, loud enough so everybody could hear, but, you know, we're all healthy young men and we're not worried about it. Yeah. And she looks at me and goes, you aren't, like you are. And I said, well, you should stay home. And that was, it was, she got really mad. She went to my, she went to everybody, but I didn't get in trouble at the end of the day. Right on. Because more people agree with you. More That's people right. agree with you than you think. Um, there anywhere, are other people around you that would love to speak up too, but they are afraid to. Really. But one person can encourage others to speak up. You're absolutely right. It's the same thing with the masks. Yeah. They, they tried to make us wear masks every, every match. And so I would wear it, but I would wear it under my chin. I wouldn't wear it up at all regularly, normally. And so eventually they had somebody because they could tell I was kind of leading my team. And eventually they had the athletic director come up to me, just me specifically. Everybody else was wearing them incorrectly, but came up to me and said, you have to wear your mask normally. You have to wear your mask correctly. And I said, yeah, I'll work on that. And I just kind of blew them off. And there you go. That was that. But you, you can like do it Jesse. every day. It's just, it's easy. We were at the gym yesterday and the lady told Jesse, take your mask off. He like, no, she said, put your mask on. And he like, I can't because I can't breathe. <laughs> and she just looked and walked away. <laughs> oh, amazing. So you got to start speaking up. Oh, it's crazy to let this thing happen in our country. We are a Judeo-Christian country. We have a right to speak up. But unless you do it, you're losing your rights. And it's not enough to just hang out in a church and lift up, hold of hands and carry on and don't do anything, don't get involved. And wait for the, uh, I think the Christians are waiting for the rapture. Ain't that crazy? They've been waiting for the rapture 800,000 million years. Ain't happened yet. And, and in the meantime, the world falling apart. And God said, you're not going to know when it's going to happen anyway. It, it, it's just going to happen. So why wait around since you're not going to know? Get involved. You got to get involved. And start right where you are. All right? 
Start with your family. Because if you notice, the liberal families think that they can say whatever they want to you. But if you speak up to them, all of a sudden it's an issue. I don't hold back. Really, I don't hold back. And it's fun. It's amazing. You got to start speaking up. Yes, sir. You got us. God is with you. He really is. He loves us. Greater is he is in you than he does in the world. We have the power. We really do have the power. Yes, sir. So just to confirm this, it's like we make the choice and God makes the change, right? We make the choice and God make the change? Yeah. What do you mean by that? It's like... That sounds so nice, huh? (laughs) And we go, yes, that sounds so good. And nobody really know what it meant. (laughs) What do you mean by that? Well, we pretty much lean uh, the wisdom of the spirit instead of our natural self. Like the choices. We, we, like, let's say, like you were saying, like, we uh, have to do silent prayers. Yeah. So that's a choice that we have to do in order not to lean into our mental, uh, our, our natural mind. Yeah, I think I know what you mean. I just don't like the word choice. Choice. I don't have an issue with that. Oh. But when I pray, it's because I love being with my father. Yes. It's like communicating with him. And so it's not like a choice. Because we have a battlefield in the mind. I'm sorry? We have a battlefield in the mind. Like we're pretty much wrestling with the spirit and our reasoning. So we have to lean ourselves to make... Can somebody interpret that? (laughs) You understand what he's saying? What he's talking about is that we, uh, I told him that we don't have a free will. Right. And uh, because I see that we don't. But he's like, no, we do have a free will. What are you talking about? <laughs> and uh, and uh, 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 that's what I, I mean, that's what I'm trying to tell him, that we, 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 don't, we don't have a choice in anything. So we just have to let, let, let God do it for yeah. us. But if we're not doing God's will, then we are doing Satan, Satan's will, whether we realize it or not. Yeah. So in, in it, we don't have a choice. Like, we are just, you know. And so, but, but I can see that it. we have a free will? Yeah, I mean, we have to kind of, like, listen to God's voice, and we have to make the choice to uh, lean into the Spirit in order to... Uh, can you come right here for me? Sit in front of your friend, and that way he can hit you over the head with the mic. <laughs> I, will. I will. No, don't hit him. No. But uh, uh, what I what what I what I was telling him is that uh, there are there are times in my life where I have planned things out uh, step by step, yeah. right? And I want to do this, but there are just things come up, and and things. Uh, Things that I want to do, they don't they don't come the way I want them to. Yes. So that's how I see that that I don't have a free will because I don't control it. It's yeah. out of my hands. Like like last like the last time, if I had my will, we would have been here early, and you know we just would have been here early, and yeah. So, but it, it was out of my hands. 
Yeah. And so I was like, you know, God, you know why you, your will, let, let your will and not mine. So that's there why. There you go. That's how I see it. You believe that you have a free will? Uh, well, we still do, but we try not to, like, lean onto our will. Um, we have to pretty much um, listen to God's voice in order to avoid certain temptations. And what do you mean you have a free will? Give me an example of your free will. Well, I mean, when it comes to making choices. You have to, never made a choice in your whole life. Well, we did. Yeah, I made a choice. Well, we made choices uh, before when I was a believer because, like... Before when you were, were a believer? Before I was a believer. Bef are you a believer now? Yes. And you were not a believer before? No. Okay, and so what happened? Like, well, I mean, before I was a believer, I was. we were still making choices, like... Deciding what's right and wrong, but once you we can't started, decide what's right or wrong, you don't know right or wrong. Right, right, right. In our mind, we didn't know what it was. Right, right. But now that I was uh, born again, we know that everything is all planned out by God. Right, and it's pretty much His will. Right, but um, but we still struggle in our minds because oh, we're see. living in a physical state. And we have our mind. Do you do the silent prayer? Yes. And, that, and, and we, I made that choice to do that. And why? Because, well, and as a believer, we know that uh, to fight our battles is by prayer. As a believer, you know that? Yeah. And so that's why you made the choice to do the silent prayer? Well, to listen to his voice, uh, to listen to God's wisdom, right. spiritual. And prior to becoming a believer... Mm -hmm. You you didn't make choices, right? You didn't have a free will. I'll rephrase that again. Did you have a free will before you became a believer? Uh, yeah, but in my own mind, thinking that what's right and wrong. Oh, I see. But that wasn't you thinking that. It was Satan thinking that. Yes. And you yes. thought it was you. So you were being influenced by evil. By evil. Yeah. But you thought that you were making those decisions. You were not. Yeah, I wasn't. Right. So you don't have a free will. It's, it's whatever God you uh, believe in. If you're a son of Satan, he's going to influence you. Mm -hmm. And if you're of God, he will influence you. You're not in control of anything. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, like, uh, how are we to avoid temptations? Like, That's a good question. And a major question. It's pretty much we, we have to listen to his voice and decide to fall or to, to uh, walk away from it? No, the way you avoid temptation is resist the thoughts. Just know that it's Satan that's tempting you. When you become separated from the thoughts, you're going to see Satan tempting you with thoughts, and you know that they're not your own, you let them go, you won't give in to temptation. But you must be born again of God. Yeah. Because you have to have perfect love in order to do that. Yeah, yeah, I I know. Like even if I fall into temptations, I know I'm still am His, and I'm still His. Right. Because in some of the and the verse says that uh, righteous can fall but can get himself back up. Right. But a wicked, when it falls, it just falls into calamity. Yeah. But you don't have a free will. We we 
of ourselves we know nothing, and of ourselves we can do nothing. So you don't have a free will. You're controlled by good or evil. That's why you must be born again. All right. So, okay. But I can't, it, it kind of sounds so simple because we might like do and lack in prayer and lack in just like, I don't know, just uh, getting to the word and just uh, to kind of grow, you know, spiritually. What sounds so simple? Uh, just like go with the flow. It sounds simple to go with the flow. Very much it kind of sounds like it. It's like going with the flow. That's what you're supposed to do. Go with the flow. Oh. But am I, am I able to like, well, I guess so. Yeah. Are you able to what? Well, I mean like, because um, I know you, uh, a lot of, uh, I, I guess I know I heard you say that there's certain believers that are not mature enough. Right. Because they're lacking. And in this sense... What's I, a believer? Uh, well, pretty much those chosen... Uh, well, those who were born by God. Uh, born again, right? Oh, I see. But... Of God, because of those God. that are of Satan, they believe too. Yeah. But they believe in Satan. Right. Uh, it's just that there are those who are still lacking in maturity because... But they have been born again? They're born again, yeah. Oh, okay. Because uh, lack of prayer or lack in just like, you know, um, hunger in the Word. Um, hunger in the Word? Yeah. What do you mean? I As in like, knowing that the Word can... God's word can really speak to them. You mean the Bible? Yeah. The Bible? Yeah. The Bible? The Bible is God's word, but from God's word, we're able to hear his voice? No. God's word is inside of you. What so, you need, everything you need to know is already there. The Bible tells you to look there. Mm -hmm. Find the kingdom of heaven is within uh, the word made flesh. Everything you're looking for is there already. So look within. And you can read the Bible. Nothing wrong with read the Bible, but don't mm -hmm. try to remember it. Otherwise, you become a crazy Bible thumper. Mm -hmm. And I have to send this guy over. He's going to beat you up. No, I know. I know. I, I, I've, I've actually but, crossed, crossed that saying that if you read the word, it, um, it kills you. It kills yeah. But it you will. need you need to have this spirit in inner. It's already inner there. You need to look within to when get you're it. reading it. Yes. But you're not going to get in until you drop the anger because anyone who has anger, Satan is your daddy. Yeah, yeah. And then once you go and forgive, go and forgive, then you're entering the kingdom within. Hmm. And then you live from there. And you read the Bible, pick it up, but you won't try to remember what you read. I always, I, yeah, I pretty much just, just to rem remember and reminding. No, not no. reminding, but mostly just remembering. Like, you want to remember to stay present with God, right. not the Bible. Yeah, because pretty much God's voice is the one that will remind me when I, when I pray. No, I don't know what you're talking about, man. What the? I need a drink. It's just that. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, it's just uh, I'm you, trying you to make bring, a, You have an extra joint with you? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Listen, let me say this because I'm trying. Right, okay. Everything you need to know is already with you. Christ made it possible. Yes. The kingdom of heaven is within. The word of God is within. Mm-hmm. You live by that. That's why you have to live in the present so it can just guide you according to the, you know, in the present. Yeah. And when you read the Bible, don't try to remember it because if you remember the Bible, you're going to forget the present of God. Yeah. I was just kind of, I forgot to kind of rephrase that a little more clear, like remembering like where I'm at at the, at the, yeah. at the present. See, yes. right here, instead of locked in your imagination, no, thinking no, about no. tomorrow right. or yesterday or what happened. Right, right, right. right? Yeah, got it. Yeah. Okay, right on. Yes, sir. You had your hand? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was in San Diego for four years before moving here last year, and I was part of this quote-unquote church um, called C3. It's rebranded to Awaken. And uh, when I went there, I went there because this girl I was dating, and every single uh, service that they have, they've got for every Sunday, they spend a good 15, 20 minutes talking about giving, right? And they'll have the same story. Somebody come up and give a testimony of how, you know, they were behind on the mortgage, behind on the car payment, and then they, you know, gave half of their check uh, from that month, and magically, you know, everything's worked, everything yeah. worked out. Um, and, you know, when you look at the Christian churches, quote-unquote, that are out there, this is, they're so of the world, like you're talking about with female pastors and all the girls of that church wanting to be exactly like this female pastor. I actually got kicked out of this church after eight months. Uh, I did this business apprenticeship program that they had where, you know, we're paying them $400 a month. Uh, to go to this thing every Tuesday for three hours where they're bringing in these low-level speakers and, you know, like these pop <laughs> psychology, uh, you know, personality tests. And this is supposed to be like a Christian business accelerator thing. And I would just be so bored in every meeting that they could, like, sense it. They would open every meeting, like, talking in tongues and all this weird crap. And I'm looking around like, shabalaba ding dong you know, like, I don't know what the hell they're saying. And they could sense that I was seeing through it. They could, maybe not seeing through it, but, you know, that wasn't caught up in the hype and, uh, you know, people talking behind my back and not inviting me to stuff. And who gives a crap? But this is the reality of the quote-unquote churches we have today. Yeah. Right? They're concerts. And so I think until more and more people, and, you know, this guy was talking about how do we stand up, how do we stand up, create a podcast, start a YouTube, go on Instagram. I mean, you know, you've got a whole movie studio in your pocket and, you know, start there. You know, all the all the city hall meetings are on Zoom now, so they could just, you know, shut you up real quick. But uh, it's permeated in every part of the culture, the, the evilness that we have now. And so it takes a lot of awareness. Yeah. You've got to stay present. Absolutely, man. Nice. Um, my biblical question, why is suffering sad? Why is suffering sad? This young lady wanted to tell me. I'm glad to see you. Hi. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like... Is suffering sad? A little bit. And, and why? I don't know. I feel like, well... I'm going to expose myself real quick. 
So, so since I, my parents are moving this weekend. Nice. Um, and I just got an apartment here by myself. And I don't know, I get lonely sometimes. And I, I think about like, oh, they're going to leave me and I'm going to be myself. So I feel like in that sense, of, I guess I'm suffering. So it's like sad. But then also my dad tells me like, you see it as kind of a good thing because it's like, that's my chance to kind of grow up and be independent. And yeah. I know I always have my parents, but from afar. So it's like, in a way, I get to... You know what? It's not sad. <laughs> in a, it's not sad. In a way, I feel like I it's a chance so. to grow. It's a, I'll yeah, be yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It's not sad. It's not sad. They move into another whole state. No, in a chance, it's a way for, for me to grow as a person on my own. Yeah. As oh, well, I'm, I just turned 19. And also for my parents to grow on their own. So I feel like it's not sad. It's a chance for us to like start brand new yes. and, and grow as and grow as people and as a family and grow stronger in that sense, but from afar. So that's right. Yeah. So that's not, you're not sad anymore, right? I'm not sad anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that you were staying and I'm like, and she has her own apartment working. You're better than some of these guys. <laughs> you putting them out of business. Congratulations on all that. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. And uh, yeah, celebrate. When are y'all leaving? And, they're leaving. They're leaving on Saturday. Oh, good. You can't wait for Saturday, right? Well, no. you know, part of me's still a little sad, but it's a chance to grow. It's not suffering is not sad. Now I know suffering is not sad. Okay, right. <laughs> on. Um, why is suffering sad? Behind you standing, yeah. I I don't agree that it's sad. It's you don't it's, think suffering is sad? No, no. It's and, our, and why not? It's our calling. You say what now? It's our calling. It's as simple as that. As a as a Christian, as a believer, you you're called to suffer every in, single day. In what way? Um, pretty much any way, because we're we're trying to kill the flesh every single day and kill the desires of Satan, and that takes suffering in order to do that. And when you say we try to kill it, what do you mean? Anybody who's a true believer, you know, is trying to follow Christ and not trying to follow the enemy. You got to suffer to do that. The world's going to persecute you. You're going to have to not do things that you want to do, and that's suffering. Is there any form of suffering that um, is sad? Is uh, is sad? Oh, other than a Christian form? Oh, I hadn't thought about it like that. I'll come back to you if I think of something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let me know. All right, right here. I don't mean to be a Bible thumper, but I got a verse that I read it a few weeks ago, actually, and it made me think of this. Um, It says, for godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. So I do think that suffering is sad, and you do have to be sad because that's what leads you to repent. Like, it's a process, right? You're doing something, you're going through a difficult time because you've made bad decisions, you become sorrowful about it, and then you repent. So it has to be sad. So, I'm sorry, repeat that. That sor- suffering wouldn't so you work. suffering is sad. Right, because it wouldn't work if it wasn't sad. The okay. whole point of it is to make you sad, like it says here, you sorrow so that then you repent, right? The, the reason that you suffer is to become sad so you'll learn to repent. Oh, okay. And you read that in the Bible? I read in the Bible, but I believe it's true anyway, even apart from reading in the Bible. When I read in the Bible, I was like, that makes sense. That's kind of what Jesse says. That. So when you are suffering, you feel sad? Yes. Oh, okay. But, but that's what twigs my mind to there's something I need to do. 
Oh, okay. Right? It's that sadness that makes you wake up. Amazing. Yes, sir, real fast. I, I see two different types of uh, sad uh, sufferings. Um, there's like, you know, when you're you're seeing like an animal suffering because someone hit it by a car, it, you're just like, oh, that's sad. If it if there wasn't a car there, it, it would, this wouldn't be this way. But um, but then there's a joyful suffering where you're you're like, damn, this is hard and this is a hard situation that I'm going through. But I, I'm in joy because I know it's going to make me stronger. So it's there's two different types of suffering. It seems like. Oh, okay. Th- that I see. So I, I don't, it just depends on the situation, I guess. All right. Who else be- believe that stuff? Let me take this y'all later that I come. Yes, ma'am. Hi. Personally, I really hate suffering. Like, I've been... Um, you say you hate it? Yeah. It's been... Um, I've been always... I'm the only child. I've been pampered all my life. Oh, so having to suffer... Spoil. Yes. So you've not <laughs> done much suffering yet? I did. I got my um, degree, so that was, like, painful painful suffering oh, going yeah. to college yeah and um and now i'm at another point about what to do with my life after i graduated and it's just like a very uncomfortable feeling that i know myself and my friends use escape mechanisms to like get away from suffering which isn't very beneficial for the long run right so i think suffering is sad when you're uncomfortable doing something you're not comfortable with does that make sense okay <laughs> Have you learned anything from suffering, the little suffering you've done? It feels good when you finally accomplish something and actually set your, um, set, have, have a decision to complete something. That's what I like about it. But going through the process, and I've always lis- I listened to you, you were saying the process is what is like, and people say the process is what makes it not the destination. So I'm just still trying to enjoy the process. I just like to get to the destination. Oh, okay. So. Have you ever suffered over losing a boyfriend? No, never had one. And you just didn't care? I never had a boyfriend. You never had a boyfriend? No. What's wrong with you? <laughs> what? How old are you? 22. You're a real spoiler, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so the guy see you and he realize how spoiled you are, he like, bye. No, I just, I have very high standards. You have very high standards? Yes. And what are they? Um, it's, I, I have to I'll like, write them down. <laughs> Just in case I run across someone. <laughs> At this point in my generation is so messed up that my lowered standards, I just, a car, a house, and a job. That's basically. <laughs> Those are your lower standards. Yes. Yeah, so lower... And what are your high standards? Um, I guess like, yes, the six pack, the <laughs> <laughs> Come to the gym with me. <laughs> Travel, millionaire, I don't know. <laughs> so a six pack guy. Yeah. <laughs> Come to the gym taller with than, Taller than me. How tall are you? I'm 5'7". Five, five, You're 5'7"? Five, you wanted to be how tall? How t- <laughs> I don't know. Six feet? Like, oh. <laughs> it's hard finding. I don't know. I don't look for it anymore because like, it's just never worked out. Amazing. So those are your higher standards. It's have to lower down to just leaving your parents' house. Where I live, they don't leave their parents' house. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I would want to move out, too, for mama. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like... Would you date a fat man if he was a good man? Honestly, no. Because <laughs> that, that just shows me you're not caring for your health. <laughs> so if you had... And then I got to move. So if a six-pack come along 
and taller than you <laughs> and want to go to Hawaii. Yes. But he was like a slap maker. <laughs> I don't and a fat guy comes along, taller than you, but fat. And he want to go, he want to just enjoy life. Which would you take? Um, I guess the, the fat guy. You take the fat guy? <laughs> you say the fat guy? Yes. <laughs> so your standards are not that high. <laughs> I prefer... What the... I'd rather have none of those options if they were like, I'll just live my, live my life and wait. Rather than Is it going to be that. difficult for a guy to date you because you're so spoiled? No, it's just that I... It's... <laughs> difficult because I'm waiting till marriage, so right. it's hard to find that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but if it's, are you going to be difficult, or even though the guy may want to wait until marriage, too? If he doesn't go your way, would you become out of control? No, because I never, no. Oh, okay. Never had to deal with that. Because you sound very spoiled. <laughs> right? How? <laughs> oh, your little standards. <laughs> 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 no, you I just know fine. my worth. So. <laughs> you, you just do your work? Yeah, I just know my worth. Right on. Amazing. <laughs> Have you ever seen that? Oh, the kind wife. of guy you want. Have you ever seen him? Yeah. You ever seen him either? She never seen him. <laughs> I'm surrounded by betas. I just don't know. stand <laughs> up so she can. No. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> but are you doing the silent prayer? Yes. Oh, good. Stay with that, all right? Mm -hmm. Have you forgiven your parents? Yes. And what happened when we went to your mother? Um, she actually told me about you. So oh, good. She wasn't ready for it, but I was like, let's just get it over with. Right. So I, I forgave her. My dad, he got, I introduced, I spoke to you on the radio. He, um, he got triggered. So he's like, um, so... It was like, I'll talk to you later about it. But um, I forgave them both. And we, I'm, I have so much peace in my life. Before right I wasn't, I was lost. Yeah. And um, looking for the world to, um, to fix my issues. Yeah. And now I'm like really happy that I have peace. Finally. Right I just wish I uh, found this sooner. Because it was very difficult in high school. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. um, but don't be blessed that you found it now. Mm -hmm. All right, while you're alive, you're, you're just 22, right? Yes. And so now, to re if you stay with the silent prayer, speak up, but don't resent, your life will become amazing. Mm -hmm. It'll be as though you don't have a past. All right. Mm -hmm. So stay with the prayer. When your father was triggered, as you say, did you overreact to that, or were you able to still forgive him? I definitely forgive him. I just like walk away the situation now. I'm like, I don't want to deal. He's very emotional, so yeah. I'm like just walking away from it, like. I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> right. But I want you to learn to speak up to him, though, yeah. without the anger. Mm -hmm. Because your father has never had love, right? And so you don't want to force it on him, but when you do come in contact with him and you need to deal with him, you deal with him with perfect love, and that can impact him. He may start thinking, wow, my daughter is not angry. Why am I acting this way? You know, you never know. Mm -hmm. Don't run away from him. Don't run. Don't try to make him be that way. But don't run from it either. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that way you'll grow. And if you get mad, it's on him. Mm -hmm. All right? You love your father? I love him very much. Yeah. Well, be patient with him. Mm -hmm. All right? Mm -hmm. Daniel, what is, uh, is, is, why is suffering sad? 
It's sad uh, because Jesus came so that we didn't have to suffer anymore. And so it's sad because of that reason. <laughs> yeah, we shouldn't be suffering because he died for our suffering. You shouldn't be suffering or you shouldn't be sad? Both. Oh, okay. Amazing. Are you a Christian? Yes, sir. You fire, man. <laughs> no, I'm playing. Urban's why is suffering sad? And then I'll tell you, you, you want to answer that question, right? Yes. Okay. I don't think it is sad. Why not? I actually was thinking about someone in my family that is kind of going through a situation, physical situation, right. and they're in a lot of pain. And I was talking to them over the weekend, and I mean, they're in a lot of pain, right? But then I thought physical about it. Physical pain? Huh? You said physical, physical pain. Physical pain, yeah. Okay. Then I thought about them after the conversation and just kind of recounted how they're like a really angry person. Yeah. So I just stopped. You know, I just couldn't feel sorry for them because in a lot of ways they brought it on themselves. And so did you tell them that? I'm going to. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I don't think – I mean, it, it has its good points. I mean, you suffer, and I'm thinking that that may – Force this person to, uh, you know, cry out to God. Oh, okay. So it has its good points. You realize you're about, it's a family member, you say? Yeah. You're about to lose a family member. I've already lost them. Yeah, we don't. Oh, you <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Right here, then I got to end this thing. I, is it over already? What? Man, yes. I think suffering is sad while you're in a fallen state for sure. Um, but it's not, it's really not sad. You know, builds character, and it just builds you up, you know. Have you ever been suffering and was sad about it? Yeah, yeah. Prior to forgiving my parents and practicing oh, okay. being present, I could see, you know, and it would drag out, you know. But now, it's it's all good. Oh, Life's good. easy, you know. Oh, okay. So, I don't think it's sad. Good. Yeah. Yes, sir, last word on it. Yeah. How about okay. suffering? <laughs> you spoil it. <laughs> so, so um, yeah, I do believe that. When you walk with God, there is no suffering. There is absolutely no suffering. Because um, but the only, the, the only the, I mean, there is no sadness when you're, when you're walking with God. But the only reason why you feel sad when you're suffering is because when you're uh, away from, from God. And then you, because you, you're making the situation more important than he is. Yeah. But when you have God in front of you and, and you're walking with, you know that he's taking care of you. So you are, n you're, you're not suffering at all. Like no, no matter what you're going through, you will not suffer. And he won't, I mean, it's not that, it's not that you will not suffer. It's just, it's just that you won't feel the sadness and you won't feel the pain as much. Okay. And you'll feel the pain, but it's no big deal. I got to end. I can't believe it. All right, so. One of the things I want to tell you all that I noticed that in the world they're trying to make suffering be a sad thing and, and the reason they're doing it because they want to get you emotionally charged. Like feel sorry for the homeless. Feel sorry for the mentally ill on the streets. Feel sorry for whatever, right? And as soon as you're feeling sorry for these folks now you got to pay more taxes. They're raising money. They're taking, uh, they're passing laws that make you have to work harder. They take more of your money. Suffering is not sad. It's not. And if you are going through something, as the Bible says, count it all joy, no matter what it is, because 
you might not see what you need to be seeing, and sometimes suffering will make you see what you need to see uh, or don't see. So don't feel sorry for people. Don't let these children of the lie draw you in with all these sad stories. And like, the children, they like bring all these illegal alien children in, right? And put them in a jar. And then they say, oh, but the children are suffering. We need to raise taxes. Or you need to let them come live at your home. And if you're feeling sad, you do it. You would do it for the money or feel it sad. Children of God do not operate out of emotions. You will get played. But just be aware of this because we have the power to change all this. It's in us. But you can't be in the world with the world mindset if you want to be affected for the good. God wants us to stand because he's with you. He said, stand, 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 stand. And when you've done all you can do to stand, stand some more. All right? It's not good to be all this emotional stuff. And the world is using it against Christians and everybody. Be aware of this. Let God guide you so you'll see what's right and what's wrong. Don't fall for the world way. We're losing. But I have hope that we are going to win because of all you here. You're waking up and online. People are waking up and overcoming that emotional stuff. I had a friend who inspired this week. And one of their followers heard about it. And this person is so stupid. They shut down their business. Like, oh, my God. And they shut down their business for three or four days. And I, and I was talking to the family members about this. And they couldn't believe that. They're like, what the? What good is that doing? The person dead. I appreciate the person while they live. And not only did you live on with your life, don't carry on. The person don't even want that. You're not supposed to follow a human being. This is what happens when you do. All right? Don't follow any man. Be of God. And if you feel something and overreacting to this kind of stuff, you follow the man and not God. Or the woman. Because women are preaching too now. All right? So I want you to just be aware of that because it looks like it's so easy for some people to be caught up and thinking that they're with God and they're not. And they, they do some of the craziest things I've ever seen. And then people think, wow, this is crazy. Why are they acting that way? The family not even acting that way. They're like, oh, okay, it was nice when they were around. I enjoyed them. I learned from them. Now we bury them. And we become examples. We move on. God is with us. So don't, 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 don't follow folks. Keep your own identity. Learn from people. I learn from a lot of folks, but I don't follow anyone. And I've never been a follower, never. Even when I was in a fallen state, I didn't follow anyone. I listened, I asked for advice, I paid attention, but I, I don't know how to get caught up with someone that I follow them. You're only supposed to follow your husband, all right? So don't take the joke too far. <laughs> don't be a follower. Be, you can appreciate it, good fellowship, learn, but don't follow. All right? Remember that. Cut it out. All right? Uh, my brand new biblical question is, did you have a question, man? I forgot. Uh, well, it's 
Oh, okay. That's all right. Come back. I got it in. Uh, my brand new, anything about what we've talked about? Any follow-up on that? Do the silent prayer, but you got to go and forgive. It's not going to work until you forgive your mothers for turning you away from your fathers or your grandmothers or whomever did it. And forgive your fathers for not protecting you. Love your fathers. If you don't love your earthly father, you would never love God. You would love the earth before you love God. Right? Do you love your father Absolutely. and your mother? Absolutely. So why don't you go and forgive them? Uh, you know, I just haven't thought about it, but, you know, I, I am going to do it. I think you've convinced me that it's proper. So. Yeah, and don't tiptoe around it. Go no. straight to the Hey, sorry for resenting you for being so crazy. Right. Right. Very direct, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And God will forgive you. Yeah. Uh, I'm working on him too. Oh good. That's Keep right. working. Nice. Yeah, Keep go trying. On. So what? Uh, she can keep trying as she's been doing her whole life. Yeah. Well so, go on. how old are you now? Twenty nine. Yeah, go and forgive. And then you will start to have a life. All right? It will work out. Do the silent prayer. Stay out of your head. Every thought you get is a lie. All right? We are all, even with Christ, Christ never meant for you to make him into a God. Really, he never meant for that to happen. He kept saying over and over and over again, my father sent me. My father's in me. My father's doing this work. I'm not doing it. I am the son of my father. And they turned him into a God. He's like, no, and he would run up and down the road to try to get away from him. You ever tried to run away from a person that made you their hero? It's hard. <laughs> and Christ running away up and down the road. He ran out into the field. And they would follow him anyway. He's like, I'm not your God. And the same work that I do, you could do too. And greater work will you do because I've come. But they still turn him into a God. And that's what they do with human beings. You hear somebody say something pretty nice, that's your God already. Don't do that. Y'all need to stop that. It's ridiculous. All right? God is with you too. And that is like, like me. I'm pointing you back to God. I don't want to be your leader. I don't want to be your guru, whatever they call it. Your Buddhist. God is with you. Because if he wasn't with you, you wouldn't be here today. It's God who is telling you that, yeah, this guy is onto something. And, and, and awaken the truth that's in you. And that's why we get along, because the same God that woke me up is waking you up, all right? So don't let anyone be your God. That makes sense? Y'all watch out for this. This is madness, because you do some crazy thing, and then your kids look at you and think, well, my parents are crazy. <laughs> and then they tell your parents, you are crazy. And then you get mad at the kids for telling you that you're crazy. Cut it out. There's only one God, and he's with you. All right? So my brand new biblical question. This is a good one. Is this a good one, Nick? <laughs> and James told me this morning, I, I was trying to decide if I want to use this one or not, and so I asked the guys about it in the back, and James was like, I like that one. So it was a, this one or another one. And you got to find out why the hate guy like this one. Why should a man ever try to make up to a woman? Why should a man ever try to make up to a woman? 
That's why James liked this one, because he hates women. Yes, sir. Why should a man ever try to make up to a woman? Well, in reality, everybody's still a person. So if you did wrong to somebody, regardless of male or female, you should probably make it up to them. Oh, okay. Right? It doesn't, doesn't matter the gender, race, you know, age. If you, if you actually wrong somebody, you should probably make that right. By doing what? Well, at least asking for forgiveness, if not trying to help them or do something to make amends for what you did, depending on what you did or what happened. Interesting. Sometimes just leaving them alone. What would you say? I said sometimes it's just leaving them alone. Well, time definitely gives you, gives time for them to forgive and forget, but definitely if you do something wrong to a woman and you're a man, you should still ask for forgiveness and try to do Have you ever done that? Have you ever done that? Yeah. Yeah. You've done that? Hey, have you ever done anything wrong to a woman ever in your life? We've been here how many years? Yeah, yes. We, yeah, I've done something wrong too. <laughs> <laughs> and you tried to, you went to ask for forgiveness? Uh, you know, not in every single case. When I was younger, I did not, I haven't had an opportunity to reconnect with certain people uh. that I have fallen out with over years. And, you know, you change as a person. When you're 16, this 18, is 19, so good. This is a good question. Person. I got, because of time, I can't respond to next Sunday, right? The young lady behind, she's agreeing with you. Should a man ever, why should a man ever try to make up to a woman? Oh, I, well, I think it's going to be a case-by-case thing. Uh, I think there are some cases where, like, you can hurt someone's feelings or cause them to suffer or cause them to be sad, but, like, they need to sit with that. And, like, even if you cause someone pain, it might be, like, good pain for them. So I, it, it's totally a, a case by case. It's, 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 I was really responding to that because um, just last last night I was talking to my husband about something, and there is like I had this moment where I wanted him to like apologize, or like I wanted him to like you know say that he was wrong. And at the end of the conversation, I realized like oh my gosh, like that had to happen because I learned and and grew because of it, and uh, like I, I suffered and like I had to work through that. And he never, like, he never, um, like, he never apologized. He never, like, he just stood his ground and he was like, no, like, that was right. I was like, no, it was wrong. But hey, he was right. <laughs> but, so, like, in that case, if, like, he did cause me suffering and, like, some, and some sadness. But if he had, for, like, if he had done what I wanted and, like, like apologized to me, then I would have missed, like, I would have missed out on a really important yeah. lesson that I'm glad I got. Right on. Justin, why should a man ever try to make up to a woman? Only if he's a beta <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I think I agree with this lady. I think it's a case-by-case situation. Oh, okay. I think if you're in the wrong, um, I think it's the right thing to do. To make up? Yeah. But I think uh, it's good to take some time for both parties to kind of think about who's wrong and who's right and then uh, but I don't think it really matters at what gender it is oh okay yeah. but maybe I'm wrong yes ma'am last word oh hold on for the mic I'm sorry why should a man ever try to make up to a woman no I think I could be getting lost in the semantics you're saying make up so like just to reconcile or like make it up to them because I'm hearing different answers, but a lot of them 
are centered around forgiveness as opposed to making it up to them. So I'm, I'm wondering if I'm getting just caught up in the semantics of it. I can't respond until next okay. week because right. it's going to be the weak question All right. on the line. But I'm going to let Hank have the last word on it because he loved this one. <laughs> Why should a man ever try to make up to a woman? Oh, he shouldn't try to make up to her. Yes. <laughs> Why? Why? Um, because that's that's trying to get back in with her or people pleasing with her. If you're wrong, you admit you're wrong, I guess. But but other than that, you just leave it alone. Let if she wants to be away from you, that's fine. Ooh. <laughs> Why should a man ever try to make up to a woman? Right here. She's the wife. Your wife. Yeah, well, you shouldn't. No, your wife. Your wife. Oh, my. I'm asking your wife. Oh, okay. okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, making up for you. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's no need for makeup. I mean, I think since... I think as long as God is in your marriage, it's. It, I mean, I don't think there's been any situation in our marriage um, that we've that I have felt that He's needed to be make anything up to me. So you're saying a man shouldn't have to, should never ever make up to a woman. No. Wow, you really got your wife trained, man. <laughs> <laughs> right on. <laughs> no, that's nice. Amazing. So that's the biblical question for this week, all right? So listen, uh, we got to get in this battle. This is a spiritual battle that we're having. It's a warfare between good and evil, right versus wrong. It's not about the color. It's not about male or female. It's not about that. I was talking to a friend at the gym yesterday who happened to be white, and uh we were telling him that there is a, a war going on right now against white people. And he didn't believe it. He's a, he's a liberal, right? Yeah. And he didn't believe, like, no, that's not true. But it is true. And I don't know how you can not see that. You have to be on pot not to see that. <laughs> Sorry, twin brothers. <laughs> but there is a war, and this is not, it's not good for any of us that this is happening. Really, because if we stand back and allow one to be taken out, they're going to come for you next. Really, they're going to come. The war is already happening between, uh, they're against Christians. They hate Christianity. They're against men and women being married and having a family. They hate for the man to be there with his wife and children. They're against the unborn children already. They don't want you to have a baby. They're against uh, God. They don't want you to mention God in any way. Uh, they are against men. They hate men. They hate men like a passion, right? They are really against black people. It's just that they are using them. They don't love them because they love them. They wouldn't use them in the way that they're using them. And so the war is already on. It's just they're singling out one group to try to get the, the other group to join forces with them to get rid of the white man or white people. But they're coming after you next because they hate you as Christians. They literally hate you. So 
I advise you to get ready for this war. Get involved before it's too late. All right? And don't go out crazy like, but get involved with this war before it's, you can't do anything about it. All right? It, it's time out for being afraid. It really is time out for being afraid. They, have, they don't have power. They have uh, intimidation. If they can intimidate you, they got you. And start right where you are, with your family, with your friends, and it'll grow out. You know, your stage is right where you are, and one thing will lead to another. All right? Fight back. Don't get angry. Stay away from anger, because you can't fight evil with evil. You have to fight evil with good, which is of God. All right? So do the silent prayer. Uh, speak up, but don't resent, and doubt every thought. And you'll be fine. But we, y'all got to speak up. You really got to get involved, especially the men, but not only. Especially the men. They want you out of the picture because that's where the strength is. All right? Um, any announcement, Ernest? No? So we'll have it at a men's conference in August of this year down in Florida, Orlando, Florida. It's going to be amazing. And the tickets are selling like hotcakes already. So if you want to get in, I advise you to get your tickets soon. It's going to be good. We're lining up some good speakers and amazing stuff to do. Um, and the reason we're doing it in August because August is Men's History Month. Y'all know about that, right? Yeah, yeah, man. The lady said no. Yeah, Men's History Month. July is White History Month. Did you know that? July just is white. <laughs> uh, normally we hold these conferences on Father, uh, Father Day weekend, but since we started Men's History Month, we decided to make it a part of that. So we'll be down in Orlando on, uh, in August. All the information is on the website at rebuildingtheman.com, rebuildingtheman.com, all right? Also, you can sponsor someone if you don't want to go. We had a young lady that... At our Thursday night meeting, who just, oh, she volunteered, hey, I want to sponsor some guys. And she did. Amazing. So if you're not going and you'd like to help sponsor someone that want to be there but can't afford it, let us know. All right? Um, oh, yeah. See Marlene for the newsletter. We have a newsletter that's going out already. Marlene, come so they can see your face. So make sure you sign up for the newsletters, and if you want to receive it, we need your address. That's Marlene. <laughs> Marlene used to N-word. That's <laughs> up, she said, with the R, right? No. <laughs> See? <laughs> oh, that sounds much better, Marlene. <laughs> I hear something else now. <laughs> uh, and so don't forget to tune in uh, one thing uh, I, I appreciate Nick standing in for me on Thursday and Friday I'm building a network of uh, radio hosts on my network and I want conservative to be on the network because we gotta, we gotta do something you know and they'll shed out all the liberals are shedding you out they want one voice only right and so we're building a network of uh, conservative talk show hosts. And 
Nick doesn't know it, but I'm hoping that what I want to do, I do my show in the morning, and James, hey, come on after me. And I want Nick to start coming on after James, and then hopefully we'll get the white boy in there, Chris, to come after Nick. And I want to do a 24-hour thing. Yeah. You know, that's what I want to do. <laughs> so... So that's what I'm working on. I don't know if he knew that or not, but that's what I'm working on. Because we have some talented people. I've noticed that when you overcome that anger, your talent come forth. And millennials are talented people. And so I want to use that talent for the good. So make sure y'all help us, support us. You're already doing it, but financially and all that so that we can keep this thing going, all right? We got to fight back. Um, C's are going to be moving. I wish you guys well. Yeah, whenever you're in town, make sure you come by. And you're going to be fine. We got your back, all right? You know how to get us if you need it. If Black Lives Matter show up, call me. <laughs> <laughs> and and you're going to grow up now, so it'll be good for you. It really will. Um, what else? I think that's it, right? Oh, yeah. Congratulations. Omar and Brianna got married. Do you guys know Omar from Sacramento? Yeah. And lock your door. You ever heard of lock your door? Uh, he, uh, his wife had a little boy this week. And I think, isn't that amazing? And I think this is his second boy. Real men make boys first. <laughs> but, but James told me they have three kids. Though. They have a girl in the middle, right? Yeah. So congratulations to lock your door, Daniel. Better know that Daniel. All right. Uh, I think that's it. Don't. If you need counsel, we have the best counseling service on this side of heaven. Thank you for your donations, and we'll do the super chats tomorrow morning on the show. And I appreciate it. We gotta get busy, folks. Do what's in front of you. All right. Thank you all for coming. It was amazing. Thank you. <laughs> So we're still on time. If you can just lay low for one minute. Nick, uh, James is coming with a donation box. And, I mean, uh, Chris. And then James has the credit card. I just want to welcome the first timer, and we're out of here. So, uh, first timer. Oh.